0: After almost a five-month absence due to the coronavirus pandemic, the madcap league that is the Scottish Premiership is nearing a return. Leagues were called last season, rightly or wrongly, and the legal ramifications of this are set to rumble on for some time yet. On the field though, teams in the top flights are getting their squads ready for the upcoming campaign. Celtic, who were awarded the title despite there being around a quarter of the season still to play, will be looking to claim their 10th league win in a row. Neil Lennon's men have yet to make a permanent signing in the transfer window with Mohamed Elianoussa the only incoming player as he extended his loan from Southampton. There have been a few notable departures at Parkhead. Big money signing Abui Kowasi flopped and has been sold to Belgian sign Genk. Craig Gordon refused a massive pay cut and has rejoined former club Hearts, while Johnny Hayes has also departed for former employers Aberdeen. Joso Simunovic has also left, as has Fraser Foster, after his loan spell from Southampton ended. So it's clear Celtic need to bring in a goalkeeper. As it stands, it looks like Scott Bain will get the opportunity to become the number one. With such a momentous season in the offing, the Celtic support will demand more signings to strengthen their squad to prevent Rangers from ending their dominance. In terms of pre-season, they've just returned from France, where they took part in the Veolia Trophy, ironically won by their fiercest rivals, Rangers. They lost both matches to Lyon and Nice, and have also been humbled 4-0 by PSG, perhaps warning signs there for Neil Lennon and more reason to bolster his squad. One player omitted from the pre-season friendlies has been Lee Griffiths. He was deemed overweight and not fit to travel. It certainly seems like the Scotland striker as well and truly in the last chance saloon. And don't be surprised if he's heading out the door also. Those at Parkhead will be hoping to keep hold of their key players, those being Odson Edward, Player of the Year last turn. The Frenchman is attracting interest from the Premier League and abroad. He's huge for Celtic and it's absolutely vital to keep hold of him. ...for at least one more season. Another player attracting attention is centre-back Christopher Eyre... ...with Lesser City and AC Milan said to be monitoring his situation. Those two are key for Celtic, along with the tried and trusted guys... ...like skipper Scott Brown, Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie and James Forrest. Understandably, they're still the team to beat and the bookies reflect that. They're odds-on to retain the crown at odds of 1-2... ...with the likes of Unibet and 888 Sport. They're 4-9 at Betfred, William Hill and Skybet. Across the city, and Steven Gerrard's Rangers, will be going all out to stop 10 in a row, and unlike Celtic, they've been a bit more busier in the transfer market. They've signed Romanian star yanis Hadji, son of the great Georgie, on a permanent deal from Genk, after impressing on loan last season. Big things will be expected of him, although there are concerns amongst the Rangers' support that he doesn't have the physicality to compete in the rough and tumble of the Scottish game. They've also added Leicester City youngster Calvin Bassi who's likely to deputise for Borno Barisic at left-back, although he's certainly in the one-for-the-future category. Wes Foddering was allowed to leave Ibrox after five years to join Sheffield United, so Scotland international John McLaughlin has been drafted in from Sunderland to compete with Alan McGregor for the number one jersey. Gerard has gone on record to say he'd like another centre-back and a striker. The forward position is certainly an area Rangers have to strengthen in, They were over-reliant on Alfredo Morelos last year. And when the Colombian doesn't score, they struggle for goals. It remains to be seen if Morelos stays in Govan. Interest in the man they call El Buffalo never seems to go away. Lazio are the latest club said to be keeping an eye on him with the likes of West Ham, Leicester and a number of other clubs abroad also monitoring his situation. The Europa League top goalscorer is absolutely pivotal to Rangers. Should they cash in, then it will affect who they try to target as a potential replacement. The only other real striker at the club is the 37-year-old Jermaine Defoe, who joined on a permanent deal after an 18-month loan spell from Bournemouth. Despite his age, he still has that predatory instinct in front of goal, but he's picked up an injury in the recent friendly win over Motherwell, so Rangers definitely need to go into the transfer market and pick up another striker. The Ibrox support know they need to buy first-team players, personnel that can go straight into the first 11 and improve the team. The onus is very much on Director of Football Ross Wilson to come up with the goods. Unlike Celtic, they beat Lyon and Nice comfortably in their pre-season tournament, but know they face far different and weirdly tougher hurdles over the course of the season ahead. The pressure in Gerard to stop 10 in a row will be huge, but the same pressure will be felt by his opposite number, Neil Lennon. It certainly has the makings of a titanic tussle in store. Odds-wise, Rangers are 74 with pretty much every bookmaker. Bet Victor is offering 2-1 to one that they'll wrestle the Premiership crown off of Celtic. Now, the old firm dominance will continue when it comes to winning the title, but Motherwell and Aberdeen can consider themselves the best of the rest. The Steelmen were handed a huge boost in the summer when Stephen Robinson knocked back the chance to replace Michael O'Neill as Northern Ireland manager. That job, ironically, been given to ex-Motherwell boss Ian Barraclough. Robinson has Motherwell believing they can challenge at the top half of the table again. He's developed a robust physical side that is tough to play against. The Lanarkshire side have been busy in the transfer market with Ricky Lamy joining from Livingston. Centre forward Jordan White has arrived from Inverness. Goalkeeper Scott Fox has come in from Partick, while Nathan McGinley has arrived from Forest Green and Marco Harris' loan from Peterborough has been made permanent. Probably the biggest signing of them all, though, is that of Jake Hasty, who's returned to Fir Park on a season-long loan from Rangers. He struggled to break into the Rangers' first team and was on loan at Rotherham last season. He was a huge success at Motherwell prior to his move to Ibrox and will be a huge weapon for their forward line going forward. I fully expect Motherwell to make the top six at least and challenge for the Europa League places. Odds-wise, you can get 500-1 to for them to win the league, unlike Leicester City a few years ago. I can assure you this will definitely not happen. The last team to break the old firm dominance was Aberdeen 38 years ago. Today, under Derek McInnes, they've regularly finished in the top four. Transfer-wise, the big signing of the summer is the return of Johnny Hayes from Celtic. He was a huge success at Patondry before his move to Parkhead, and they'll be hoping he can replicate that kind of form in his second spell. Now, the Dons, like most Scottish clubs, are struggling financially due to the COVID-19 outbreak. It remains to be seen if they'll be able to further strengthen before their season opener against Rangers on August first. Staff, players, and management at the club have all took wage cuts that will save a further £1 million, and they're hoping to reduce the funding gap from 10 million to 3.8 million. They may have to sell some of their big players as a result. The likes of Sam Cosgrove, who's already rejected a £2 million move to French side Gump he scored 23 goals last season. And it was vitally important for them. Another player who attracted a bit of interest was that of Lewis Ferguson. His all-action style sums up the way Aberdeen play. But like Cosgrove, I fully expect him to be on his way should a big offer come in. The same can be said also for defender Scott McKenna, who may be let go to ease the financial pressures. Now, they'll be keen to finish best of the rest of this season. Gone are the days when they could split the old firm after Rangers finally got their act together. So I reckon it'll be between themselves and Motherwell. Possibly Hibbs for that third place. Odds-wise, you can get 66-1 to for them to win the title. But if I was you, I would keep hold of my money. Sadly, there'll be no Edinburgh Derby this year after Hearts were controversially relegated following a dubious vote to end the season's. Hibbs will be the capital city's sole representative and it's a huge season for Jack Ross in his managerial career. Having been sacked at Sunderland, it was thought to be a great move for him to come to Easter Road. But he's not found at all plain sailing. They were 7th when the league was called last season. 8 points off a European place. Transfer-wise, the big incoming in the summer is that of Alex Gogic from Hamilton. He was a standout for Aki's last season, playing in a defensive midfielder role. If Hibbs can get the best out of him, as Brian Rice did, then they could go on and have a successful season. As it stands, I reckon Jack Ross needs two or three more quality additions to challenge the likes of Motherwell and Aberdeen at the top end. A top six spot is certainly achievable, though, and is exactly what should be expected. To win the league, their odds are currently 100-1. to 1. One team who did finish in the top six last season and surprised many was Livingston. Gary Holt's men were undoubtedly aided by their artificial surface, but he's built a hard-working solid side that's spearheaded by the impressive London Dykes. The centre forward scored nine goals last year and was reportedly attracting the attention from Rangers, although I'm not too sure he'd get away with his physical nature playing for the Ibrox club. The Lions have lost a couple of key players, the likes of Stephen Lawless to Burton Albion, and rookie Lamy to Motherwell. But they have managed to bring in Rangers young goalkeeper Robbie McCrory for another season-long loan. Big things are expected of him. So it looks like a decent bit of business from Gary Holt. So I reckon they could do very well to achieve a top-six finish again. They punched above their weight last year. And while I don't think they'll go down, they may be looking at an eighth or a ninth place finish this time around. They're 500-1 to to win the title. Kilmarnock finished 8th last year in what was a pretty turbulent season for them. Angelo Alessio replaced Steve Clark as boss in a left-field appointment, but was given the boot after just six months in charge. Alex Dyer took over the reins, but the club tumbled from 5th when the Italian was sacked. Killy have been busy in the transfer market themselves. Aaron McGowan was prized away from Hamilton. Mitch Pinnock has arrived from AFC Wimbledon. Youngster Zeno Rossi has joined on loan from Bournemouth as has Brandon Hounstrup from Portsmouth. However, 13 players have departed, including the highly dependable Stephen O'Donnell. Like Livingston, Kamarnak are heavily reliant on their artificial surface, and while a third-place finish a couple of seasons ago seems like a distant ambition now, they should be aiming for a top-six finish with the players they have. Like Livingston, you're looking at a 500-1 to 1 shot to win their first league crown since 1965. St Johnston did finish 6th last year when the league was called under Tommy Wright. He's since left the club, however, and Callum Davidson has been handed the reins. As a player, he was exceptional, but the jury is out whether he can cut it as a manager. Big things are expected of a good crop of youngsters, the likes of Jason Kerr, Jamie McCart, Ali McCann and Callum Hendry, who's the son of the former Blackburn and Rangers defender Colin. But they've lost their greatest ever manager, and it remains to be seen, ...if the rookie Davidson can get the same out of this group of players. They're a bit of an unknown quantity, St Johnston. They certainly can make the top six again, but could they go down? Possibly. At the moment, they're 750-1 to 1 to win the league. One team always tipped to go down every year, but they keep defying the odds on a hometown team Hamilton Ackies. Year after year, they constantly punch above their weight, and this season they'll have to do so again... As mentioned earlier, they've lost some key players, the likes of Alex Gogic to Hibbs and Aaron McGowan to Kilmarnock. But every season they have to rebuild their squad and they've done so again, adding relatively unknown players who they hope to sell on for a profit. They open their campaign away to Champions Celtic and without the home crowd to cheer their heroes on, an upset isn't all that unlikely. Brian Rice had a turbulent season last term after admitting he's fighting a gambling addiction, but Aki's are certainly incapable hands to keep them up again. As expected, their favourites to go back down, but they reckon they'll have enough about them to avoid the drop. If you want to throw away your money, though, they're 2,500-1 to 1 to win the title. Another side who'll more than likely be battling against relegation is Ross County. They finished 10th last season, but would have been glad to see the season called as they were plunging off a cliff, winning just two of the remaining 13 games. Dingwall is never an easy place to go for teams, but away from home, the Staggies will need to pick up more points. If they are to avoid a relegation scrap, they are 1,000 to 1 to finish top of the pile. Another team who will no doubt be amongst the teams scrapping for survival is St Mirren. Although the club's chief executive and former player and manager Tony Fitzpatrick has targeted a top six finish. Ambitious? Yes. Realistic? I'm not so sure. Jim Goodwin's side only avoided relegation in last term's curtailed top flight with a 1-0 win over Hearts in the final game in March Goodwin has bolstered the squad by acquiring goalkeeper Jack Annick from Rangers, Richard Tate from Motherwell, Joe Shaughnessy, a defender from Southend United who knows all about playing in Scottish football. Those three are really good additions, but for me, they need two or three more to really push for that top six. You can get odds of 2,000 to 1 for the buddies to lift the trophy in May. Last but not least is the Premiership's newly promoted club, Dundee United, after a four-year absence. As it stands, it will be them and not hearts who compete in the division, so long as the legal challenge launched by the relegated Jambos and Partick Thistle does not scupper their plans. It's been a roller coaster of a summer for the Arabs. Manager Robbie Nielsen, fresh from celebrating guiding them back into the big time, was poached by Hearts and he's returned to Tancastle. The replacement is a little left field, but for me it's a solid appointment. Mickey Mellon has returned to Scotland from Tranmere Rovers, who themselves were on the receiving end of an unjust relegation. In terms of players, they've only brought in Jack Newman, a goalie from Sunderland. Well, they're going to have to find a way of bringing in more players, or it could be a long season for them. One player they look to for goals is Lauren Shankland. He banged him in for fun in the Championship last year and won himself a Scotland cap in the process. But can he deliver on the big stage? and Johnson, who have a new boss, Dundee United, are a bit of an unknown quantity. They romped the Championship last season, but it is a step up for them. I'm not too sure if they have the quality to compete at the top end. And with the club unhappy at having to fit the bill to pay for court battles as a result of the calling of the league's it remains to be seen if they have the finance to bolster the squad. Avoiding relegation should be seen as a success this season for United. If you fancy backing them to win the title, they're currently 100-1. to 1. So there you have it. The action all gets back underway on August the 1st at Betaudry. There'll be twists and turns galore. As always, the lack of fans until at least October will make things interesting There'll be fierce battles at both ends of the table, and as always, Scottish football will be unrivaled when it comes to entertainment. Sports Social Podcast Network.